Okay, Olivia. Um, happy New Year. Happy or at year. least happy today. And um, as I was saying before, when we're making progress, and that you've made quite a lot, I can tell. That uh, uh, so you should congratulate yourself for, in fact, that you're uh, digging yourself out of whatever holes you have dug yourself into. Yeah. And that's great. Okay. And that whole attitude that I'm giving you now, I want you to pick that up to really congratulate yourself rather than say, yeah, I don't quite believe it. I don't think I've really gotten that much out of it. Because really what we're doing is, is we're working on attitude and changing the attitude from ho-hum into this is nice. That's the basic attitude change. And that um, last time that we talked and also recently with other students, I've been drawing the distinction that the Buddha drew with the words of nurturing and critical that you strike me as someone who has been extremely critical of herself for a long period of time and that the buddha would refer to that as uh unwholesome thoughts and that that criticism can also be seen as harmful that you're actually harming yourself with so much criticism. And so now it's time to give yourself nurturing, which is really wholesome. So we need to change that attitude from being critical of ourselves into being nurturing and that we can apply this to um, the, what is referred to in Anapanasati as step 10 is part of the Chitta and it's called gladdening the mind. But another definition would be to brighten the mind. And normally when we're uh, feeling nurtured, we brighten up. Yeah, we brighten. Now, also within Buddhism, there is um, the topic of metta. Have you ever heard of the word metta? I've heard of it. Uh-huh. Do you know what it means? I don't think anybody else does either. One of those. <laughs> but basically, the easy way to understand metta is, is that this is the way that we want to relate to the world. That once the mind is fit and noble, that noble mind then is going to um, operate with the world completely differently than we used to operate. In the sense that when we were children, we learned everything about the, uh, the world. 
we learned about criticism from the world and we learned to be critical of the world and we learned to be critical of ourselves and we learned to be critical of each other. Now, when the mind is becoming more noble and it's noble every time you remember that it's noble, every time that you can remember to have that noble attitude, now we're going to deal with the world in this way uh, that is referred to as Brahma Viharas or from, let us say, a holy heart would be a really good way of talking about it. The Vihara is actually, you can hear the word hara or heart uh, in, in there. And so uh, what we're talking about here is that we relate to the world as if the world needs nurturing. <laughs> because it does. It, the whole world needs nurturing because the whole world has been supercritical for way too long. And so you shan, shall now start to think of yourself as uh, the object of nurturing in the sense of the practice of nurturing. So that when you go about your life with other people, you go about th that way of performing the nurturing for them. That you become nurturing. But you got to have that nurture inside. Or another word for it would be joy. That you got, you can't give out joy with a teaspoon. You need a shovel. To let people have it, to be joyful with others. But you can do that only if you already have developed that joy inside. And you're already on your way to do that. You've made the turnaround to now. You decided that it's actually better for you to nurture yourself than it is for you to go around criticizing yourself. You do agree with that, don't you? Yeah. yeah. And also with that, it's better to live in the present moment, nurturing ourselves, than to live in the past, being critical of the past and future. Because that's basically where we get our criticism, let us say, uh, the fuel for the fire of criticism comes from the past and the future. Yeah. Like I've got to go get that work done. And so we get all critical minded and whatnot. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this is the way then that we're going to make that change is, is to remember to be nurturing. If you can practice that alone, if you were nurturing to yourself and really satisfied with that nurturing so that you were feeling satisfied and secure and uh, confident that you could bring this state on anytime that you wanted to, 
What else do you want? That I think that that's kind of like um, the highest good that a human could expect to have would be to be really happy and satisfied with things, nurturing themselves and nurturing other people. And this is what the Buddha calls noble, high class, to become a really high class human being around this place. You have to actually treat yourself in a very high class way. That that nurturing is what we're continuing to talk about, which is actually wholesome thinking to think wholesomely. As opposed to thinking critically. This is, in fact, what we're talking about is. Um, let us say I'm thinking about the story of Adam and Eve, and you know that how profound the story of Adam and Eve is when it comes in relationship to Christianity and the major teachings from the time. And yet there is something that a lot of people miss. In fact, what happens is, is that we get interested in the story itself rather than the moral of the story. Like Aesop's fables have uh, is, a, is a morality story uh, or a whole bunch of them, like uh, the fox and the sour grapes and uh, the hare and the tortoise and uh, um, those kind of stories. Well, Adam and Eve is like that also, except that um, when people get, let us say, too over-religious, then they begin to actually think about the story itself in the sense of talking snakes, apples, the woman did it first, and all of that kind of stuff, which is just the storyline. But there's, there's really something down there, and that is, is that uh, instead of looking at the word fruit as an apple, we look at the word fruit as the result of an action. For instance, fruit of the loom is cloth. The fruit of your labors will be a paycheck or something better, maybe a Nobel Prize. All right. Uh, uh, so uh, the fruit of the loin, all of those kind of things refer to, and in fact, within Buddhism, we talk about maga and phala, or the fruit of the path. So in the story of Adam and Eve, the fruit that they had to eat was the result of something that they did. And what did they do? They... Well, there's this story about this tree of knowledge of good and evil. So what they did was then that they started to pick up on the knowledge of good and bad. The knowledge of this is good and this is bad. I like this. I don't like that. This is wonderful. That's terrible. They were in paradise. And they destroyed their paradise with their own judgments by finding evil there by finding the good and liking it and finding the evil and not liking it. 
or better still, another way of talking about it <laughs> is within the context of the Buddha is that uh, there's a point in time when feelings arise. And that feeling arises normally because uh, what we have sensed has contacted us. Like we see something and we don't like it. Or we see something and we like it. That seeing that we do is, is not really the liking and not liking. It's what we make of it. It's our own understanding of what it is that we see. That two people can look at the same guy and that guy's walking down the street uh, dressed in a certain way and these two people from a distance will look at each other and have a completely different reaction. One will like him and the other one doesn't. Why is that? It's because of stuff that they've stored from their past and now they're remembering their past and they are clouding the present moment with their past and then that brings up the feelings of about this guy. So rather than letting him be brand new, they're making it old. Yeah. And then they have the feelings that they used to have again. So we like it or we don't like it. And when we like something that and we do it ignorantly, that liking then becomes wanting it. If I like it, I can't just stay at liking unless I've got a well-trained mind. But I like it and then I want it is the ignorant mind. And then the liking it turns into it must be good. And now you're in full Adam and Eve territory. Or we don't like something. And because we don't like it, we want to be rid of it. We want to get rid of it. We want to scratch that itch. And by doing so, then we do the opposite and we say, oh, this must be bad, must be evil, because I don't like it and I want to get rid of it. And so most of our judgments about what is good and bad is just based upon ignorant feelings. But then the whole society is doing that, and so we continue to do that as a society of humans, going around uh, looking at things as good and evil, and destroying our paradise because we do so. Hence, that's the critical mind. It's the critical mind that is judging good and evil based upon liking and not liking. And so we're going to turn that whole thing upside down and say, no, we're not going to be in that duality of up and down and I like it and I don't like it. We're going to con come to the, the position of um, nurturing. Like, for instance, a tender infant. When mom bombs with that child, <clears throat> That bonding is actually quite beautiful. Everybody likes to be around that time when mom has got a, a, a new baby. Uh, <clears throat> we need to have those same kind of feelings for ourselves now and bond and learn to bond with other people. To become friends and nurture our friends 
because we get great benefit out of that. It makes us feel really, really good because of that quality of the bonding that in fact are certain brain chemicals um, that are associated with that. There's a, one of them is called actually the bonding chemical. It's a hormone that we produce naturally. We don't have to take a pill for it. So that we can actually get into that state of just feeling really good because we're no longer judging. We're just accepting that it's okay as it is. Everything's all right. Everything's fine. Yeah. Can we use um, the example, because I think this is one that people struggle with quite a lot, like the example of they you have pain. A lot of people really struggle to get to a place where they can just fully accept it and be with it. Well, that's because they don't like it. Yeah, so that, that's the kind that's of That's why they call it pain. Already they don't like it. Yeah. And yet it's just a sensation in the body. It's just a sensation. Um, in fact, that's part of the teaching that is in, an important part of the teaching of the Goenka retreats, is to have people sit there for a long time and the body goes into states, various states of strong sensations. And, to, and for the students to just recognize that they don't like it is just a feeling that they have about it. And that an, um, a better attitude would be the lion's attitude. And that's the lion's attitude of, hey, I can handle this. Yeah, I can deal with this. I can do what I need to do with this and I can take care of it. it I'm the boss now. You see, the victim is the other way around. Oh, this is too much. Oh, I can't stand this. The pain is too much. But actually, it's not the pain that's too much. It's that I don't like it that's so strong. So we do have a choice about this uh, feeling of liking and not liking. And so you can change it from, I want to push away the pain. I don't want it. I don't like it into nurturing yourself. Oh, they're there now. Poor dear. Got a little booby, don't you? Here, you want me to kiss it and make it better? These are kind of nurturing ways. And I know that you've gotten yourself into a habit of, of not liking it. And because we don't like it, we want to push it away. So you can begin to think thoughts that will help you just allow it to be. That you don't have to hate it so much the, the the sensation in the body you don't have much choice about but you do have a choice about how you're going to respond to it yeah and you have to remember that you have that choice that's where sati comes in you have to remember oh i can do this i can handle this 
I can nurture myself when I'm feeling uh, ill. That in fact, that's an interesting point that Bhikkhu Buddhadasa points out that one of the ways of looking at illness is just an opportunity to practice. Yeah. An opportunity to handle this. That in fact, um, there's two ways to go with this. One is the way that we're talking about it, changing, making a big change. And the other one is, is to stay in the state of not liking it and continue to not like it as your feelings of intensity and not liking it grow. That's going to affect your relationships with other people. You're going to wind up possibly being miserable. And then guess what? Then you get old. And when you get old, you start having new kinds of sensations that you don't like. And so life goes spiraling down and I don't like it and my life is miserable. Or you can change your attitude. I can do this. I can handle this. I can take care of this. I can nurture myself. Even during times of pain, I can feel good about it. You think you can do that? Yeah. You think you can remember to do that? (laughs) Well, this is where practice comes in. This is why it's good to remember over and over again. And so this is actually one of the reasons why uh, the breath becomes important. It's important to bring the breath into it in the sense of if you're taking not a really heavy, deep, complete, full breath, but a little bit more than normal. I would say normal breathing, we breathe from like 40 to 60%. And we're going to change that to maybe 75, 30 in that range. Just a little bit more air, but we're now we're going to do it mindfully because if we forget to do this, the body will go back to normal breathing. And that every time we breathe in and we know it's a long in-breath, we have a point of sati. I know that I'm taking a long in-breath. And every time we breathe out, We breathe out knowing that it's a long out breath, kind of a sigh, a release, a letting go. Then that's another point of sati. And so you begin to pick up sati very quickly. I can remember. I can remember. My mind doesn't wander away. I can remember. This is the way that we practice so that when uh, those strong sensations arise, You can also remember then, too. Oh, yes, strong sensation. Yes, let me breathe into that. Let me find out what that is. Because the normal mind is, oh, I feel so bad. I've got this feeling inside and I don't like it or or I've got a pain or whatever. And then we try to push it away. Yeah. Because we don't like it. 
we're not going to push it away now. We're going to invite it in. Take a look at it. See if we can piddle with it, play with it, make it a new toy. Use the breath to breathe into it instead of hating it all the time. Because you're a strong girl, you've been able to manage it, even though you've been talking yourself into, into feeling bad. You've still been able to manage it up to this point. You can, be, you can handle it. You've been handling it. You can do it more. Only now you can do it with an even improved attitude. And so now is the time to start taking the breath, breathing in long and breathing out long. And it is most valuable at those times when, in fact, you do feel pain. So that you can get that power going, that breath will then give the energy and the power that you can have to nurture yourself rather than spiraling down into the bad feelings. We want to hide. We want to get small. The breathing slows down, or not slows down. It, it actually shuts down so that we're not doing much breathing. And uh, uh, we get into a pity party of poor me, and I don't know what to do about it. And so confusion comes in. But we already know now all I have to do is remember to take a few deep breaths and start having some metta for myself, start having some uh, uh, nurturing. Hey, I can handle this. I can do that. And so this is that, that whole thing. Now, this is actually the, much of the teachings of the Buddha is the inspection to look at it uh, to look at what you're doing and to make the right effort to make a change. To make a change in your attitude. And with that attitude, wow, that really makes you strong. Because you know that you can do it. And so this is the way of practicing Anapanasati with a particular bend in mind but you'd be surprised at how overall everything gets better. When you start nurturing yourself and stop criticizing yourself so much. I mean, I bet you even tell yourself sometimes that when you're in pain, you should not be in pain. <laughs> yeah, I don't do it so much now, but like a couple of years ago, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, that's really critical, huh? That's that's going to be really helpful. You ought not be that feeling that way, you know. <laughs> Instead, of you, you can say, oh, that's all right. It's everything's fine. Yeah, it's a little boo-boo. You can handle that. So I would recommend that you actually start making an intentional time of day to sit down and practice. Not for a long period of time, certainly not an hour or so, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, as you please, to just sit down and making sure that your breath is long and telling yourselves 
these nice things. Like I can handle this. That pain is not my boss. I'm the, I'm the boss here. I can handle this. Everything's going to be all right. This is the gladdening of the mind. Allow yourself to actually feel that way too. To feel that everything is fine. Whew. Wow. Take a moment to relax. Allow everything to be okay. So you feel safe. So go practice this for a while. Every day. Two, three times a day if you can. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any questions with this? No, not at the moment. You think you got it, huh? <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> oh, I already see. <laughs> um, yeah, you can do this. Yeah. Um, you, I was just wondering if you're still putting them on YouTube. I don't think I saw the last one, but I can watch it. I'm our sorry, last, what? Our last call. Uh-huh. I think we recorded that, didn't we? Yes. Um, I was just wondering if you've put it on YouTube or not, so I could rewatch it. Yeah, it's already up. I just put it up. Okay. Okay. All right. Find you soon then. And yeah, I'll do that. Okay, I'll put this one up too. Okay. We'll see you. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.